Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Rundown. I'm Sunny Galt. I'm a messenger with United Network News, and we are the official news channel for CARE, the Center for Amity and Restoration of Earth. Now, we put out a newscast. It comes out three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And in that newscast, we discuss the real news. And if you want more information on how to see our newscasts and subscribe, then you can visit unitednetwork.earth. That's our website. This podcast is a week in review of the newscast that we aired this week. And it's a great way to catch up on stories you may have missed or if you want to share UNN with others. I know sometimes it's a bit of a challenge because most of our content is behind a paywall. However, you can catch our newscast one week later on our YouTube and Rumble channels. So if you want to see the complete newscast, then that's a great thing that you can do. Just keep in mind that we're probably going to get censored. (laughs) So we're trying to kind of watch what we say on the news so that doesn't happen. But a lot of what we talk about, well, it gets censored because the people that are doing the censoring don't want us to talk about this stuff. That's just how our world is right now. Of course, we're planning to change that, and that's why we do these newscasts. But you can check out all those stories on our YouTube and Rumble channel. If you want links to those, you can go to unitednetwork.earth, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see those sites as well as links to our social media sites. So if you'd like to spread our content, our social media team is pretty awesome. They create clips of you know the important things that we talk about, and then they put it out there for you. So it's real easy if you want to share the content. Okay. Now, if you're new here, welcome. (laughs) This is not like any other newscast you have ever heard before, because when we say we talk about the real news, we really mean it. If you don't already know this, the stuff that you're seeing on mainstream media and even in the alternative media is all done through a narrative. There are some good meaning people in the alternative media sector? (laughs) What would you call that? (laughs) In that group of people, and probably in mainstream media too, especially at the local levels, that don't know that they're controlled, right? They have good intentions. But the truth is, from the top down, there is a narrative. And we don't follow those narratives. So what you hear on our news is the truth. We have access to the highest security clearance on the planet, you heard me correctly. This is not just divided up by countries. We have this, this view in our head that we're all separate countries and we're functioning independently. But there was a very nefarious group of people that were essentially in charge of our planet for a very long time and running us like slaves. We basically have all been slaves for a very, very long time. And now that whole system is breaking down and we have access to the highest security clearance on the planet through something called the Alpha System. You'll hear us talk about it quite a bit. Well, there was an Alpha System. There was also, at one point, an Omega System. The Omega System has been taken out. If you have spent any time in church or if you've heard any Bible verses at all or whatever your religion is, you've probably heard about God or Source, the creator of the universe, being the Alpha and the Omega. But what you've probably never heard before is that doesn't just mean it's everything. It means there was literally an Alpha system and an Omega system. Alpha is organic intelligence. Omega is artificial intelligence. And these systems ruled the planet for a long time. Like I said, Omega is gone. 
And you're going to learn about all this really cool stuff and really important stuff that our planet is dealing with right now from listening to this podcast, from watching our newscasts. I would encourage you to think critically about everything we say and everything you come in contact with. Don't take anybody's, anybody, what anyone says, don't just take that at face value, please. That's how we got into this mess in the first place. So ask questions, look up things that we talk about, verify for yourself. I always say you have a built-in lie detector in your body. It is called your discernment. And when you are connected to God or source, that thing is spot on. You can call it your gut. You can call it whatever you want. But when you are tapped into that, you cannot go wrong. Before we dive into our stories today, I do have a quick announcement. A little bit of a controversial announcement. We are closing down the chats and the comments on our Telegram threads. And there are some threads out there we're closing down entirely, but not the main ones that you know, for those of you who have been following us for a while, not the ones you, you're probably most concerned about. So we do have a Telegram channel, okay, where you can't comment. You can just leave reactions and things like that for United Network. And that has all of the newscasts, like the links to the newscast and all of our field messenger reports. And then what most of you have been commenting on is our UNN slash CARE Telegram thread, Well, long story short, uh, we are being attacked in a lot of different ways right now, and a lot of energy is being expended on trying to manage these comments. Because when you have infiltrators come in and just try to disrupt everything, which is essentially what's going on right now, it's just not worth the extra energy. We have to be committed to not only getting the news out, but staying in a positive frame of mind, right? Not getting all stressed out and whatever. And it's just not worth it to keep up these comments and threads. And we've had other people try to manage it. And then people just get banned. And honestly, and Kim has said this before, this is a reflection of where society is right now. Self-management is very, very difficult for most people on this planet. Now, we are working on that and we will get there. But for the time being, because we said before, we are in a spiritual battle right now. It is just not something that is worth the UNN team's time to manage that, okay? So probably within the next week, we are closing down the chats and the comments on our Telegram threads, those two channels that I was just telling you guys about. Okay, so let's get started. Today is March 2nd, 2024. Here's the rundown of stories you may have missed this week on UNN. All right, let's talk about the incredible reports we had this week from our field messengers. Our field messengers are people just like you that go out there and report on what's happening in their community. It could be a fire that's going on. It could be some sort of protest. It could just be a fun community event or something interesting that's happening in your neighborhood. So we have people submit stories from all over the world and our whole field messenger program is growing and it's really exciting. And what we're trying to do here, guys, is break down barriers because we have all been told that this group is bad and this country is poor and most of it is BS, okay? (laughs) Most of it is just people at the top just pulling our strings like little puppets. So if we need to, if we want to, take back our sovereignty and really know what's happening here on the planet, then we need to start talking to each other again. 
And what better way to do that is to have you guys report on what's happening in your community. And we call that our field messengers. Right. So we have usually in each newscast, we have at least two stories, sometimes three. And so we had one, two, three, four, five, six, six stories in the newscast for this week. Jalene from New Zealand talks about a fire in Christchurch, which is close to where she lives. And she showed us pictures of the area and the blaze and people trying to fight the area. Um, also, I think this was a story where she had some incredible footage from helicopters, you know, you know how the helicopters go out and they try to extinguish the flames and things like that. It was near her house, I believe. So she was just giving us an overview of what's going on there. Sophia from Trinidad and Tobago. This was a really interesting story. So a ship overturned, not a giant like cruise ship, but like a large, a pretty large ship overturned. And all of this oil came out. And now that oil is threatening the marine life and their local fishing industry. So Sophia showed us these really interesting pictures of the oil coming up on the shore and what that was doing to the area. And uh, obviously, we want to get that cleaned up as quickly as possible. And our heart goes out to uh, the people there and any situations that may be coming up as a result of that. Monica from Constanta, Romania, gives us a tour of a Romanian folk art museum. Now, Monica has done different tours of places in the past. She's one of our regular field messengers. But I did a little digging on this because obviously this is one of those stories that you really need to see. (laughs) We're talking about a museum. We're talking about artifacts. In fact, 15,000 artifacts are in this museum. And it's everything from glass and wood. And there were these incredible Romanian costumes and different tools that really just showed us a glimpse into the past. So that's a great report to check out. Kathleen and Brianna in the U.S., actually in Tennessee, they take us to a local art show in Tennessee that is honoring leaders in the black community. Because in for, for here in the United States, where I'm at, February is Black History Month. So this was a local art show to show us some of the, the designs and, and the people that have really made a difference in the black community. Liz from Mexico explores, and this was, I believe, on Friday. We ran a couple of stories. Liz explores ancient Mayan ruins. These are apparently the most well-preserved ancient Mayan ruins, and she gives us kind of like a tour of it. So if you like to see old buildings and kind of think about the way things were, this might be a great report for you to check out. And then Nancy in Aruba takes us to the largest international beach tennis tournament in the world. So this is cool because Nancy actually participated in it. (laughs) So she kind of gave us a view of what it was like to be in it. And then, um, you know, she took us down to the court and some really cool things like that. So for all of these field messenger reports, you can, again, if you aren't a member... If you don't have access to all of our content through the United Network app, then I would encourage you to check it out about a week later after the newscast comes out on YouTube and Rumble. Now let's talk about the new earth. This is a segment in our newscast that we started last fall. It has become my favorite segment. Well, I love our field messenger reports. But as far as motivating humanity for where we are going, because I know when you turn on the TV or you listen to the radio, are people still just listening to the radio? (laughs) 
I guess in their car or something like that, or Alexa or whatever device, right? You just hear gloom and doom. And that is intentional. But that is not where our planet is right now. And that is not where we are going. So the new earth is all about exploring where where are we going? What kind of planet do we want to have? And this is not pie in the sky stuff, guys. There are other people out there that are talking about this very thing. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is this is not just going to come to you, okay? You have to make this happen. At the end of every newscast, we say, if it's going to be, it's up to me. There is no one coming to just save you from this horrible situation that we appear to have on Earth. That is not our future, but it's your choice, okay? So how are you going to go out there? How are you going to make a difference? And in the new Earth, we talk about ways to do that. And we tell stories about other people that are doing incredible things that usually don't make the news, right? Because we all need to be inspired, So the segment usually starts out with me doing some sort of interview, and I have a handful of people um, that I've talked to in the past. We're always adding new. I don't I don't want to call them experts because you don't have to be an expert to be on this, but you have to have something important to say. And so we've got a few different interviews this week. One is with Carrie Kay, which you may recall. Carrie, she has a really popular YouTube channel. Carrie calls herself a spiritual teacher, but she does so much more than that. And we are talking about Earth School. So that sounds a little weird, I know. If you don't know what Earth School is, well, it's kind of funny because you're enrolled. (laughs) So welcome to Earth School. You being here at this time means you're in Earth School. And Carrie and I talk about, well, well, what is Earth School? Are we here to learn or are we here to remember? Now, those of you who've been following us for a long time know the answer to that. Most of us are not learning a ton of stuff that's new. We're actually remembering who we are. We're actually remembering why we're here. Because if you're here now and you're listening to this podcast, I believe you have an important role to play in the restoration of our planet. And so we have to remember how incredible we are. And that's not just to pat ourselves on the back, but that is literally humans are an incredible species. We have barely tapped in to our potential. Okay, a lot has been hidden from us, but we're really, really awesome. (laughs) Like, seriously, I couldn't think of a better term. We're just awesome, okay? And we we need to embrace that. But Earth School is learning about who are we? Why are we here? What lessons are we here to learn? Because that's what this whole game of life is about. So that was on Monday's newscast. On Wednesday, we have, I introduced you guys to somebody new. Her name is Lee Dagani, and she calls herself an infinite light vision teacher. So infinite light vision is actually um, part of a program that she created. Not a program like in a bad way, but a good thing. And she primarily works with children. I have been trying to find an expert to talk about this kind of stuff for a while. I'm a mom, as you guys know. I have four kids. And I am so excited about our children and how they are going to help us with this transition and how they are specifically here to make this world a better place, how they are designed differently. Those of you who have younger children in your life, you probably have already seen this. So in this particular segment with Lee, we talk about programming right? So what we've been, what's been fed into our brain to believe, that is programming, okay? 
And one of the things that they catch us on is saying something is definitely right or something is definitely wrong. Because usually the truth is somewhere in between. And that goes for educating our children as well. How often do we say, oh, that's wrong, or you shouldn't do that, or, or something like this? And a lot of times that stifles creativity. There's a whole bunch of things that happen with that, and that's not what we want for our kids. So Lee and I talk about that more, and what do we want, and how do we leave that programming behind and really embrace who we are? You know, as a parent, I know that I'm probably going to learn a lot more from my children than my children are going to learn from me. And that is a complete flip-flop from what our society tells us. Our society tells us that you are the parent and you tell your children what to do. And I'm telling you, that is not the age that we are living in. I see it in my own kids all the time. They are wired differently. And it's a beautiful thing. But for someone, you know, like myself or you, you know, we've been on this planet a while. You have to unravel all that programming to get at all the good stuff, right? So how do we do that? And then on Friday, I chatted with Dr. Anna Mikalcha. She is a medicine physician. She's got 20 years of clinical experience. She talks about the dangers of transhumanism. I'm guessing most of you have heard that term before, but if you haven't, this is a good thing to look up. This is not a Star Trek-y kind of term. Um, it may remind you of some episodes and stuff that you've seen, but as you know, they tell us a lot of things in movies and TV shows. It's their way of uh, getting our free will. Like, hey, we told them about it. Yeah, it was a TV show, but uh, they agreed to it, right? They didn't try to stop us. So there you go. There's the free will. So transhumanism is basically taking your organic, natural, beautiful body that God or source gave you, and it is screwing it up. <laughs> Okay, it is adding this technology to it that doesn't need to be there. Your body is the most amazing quantum computer that has ever existed. That is the truth. But in its natural state, they cannot control you. What we can control are machines, right? And so if we put more machine technology in humans, and this is a very real thing, Again, it's not just stuff you see on Star Trek or, you know, insert sci-fi movie here. Well, that's that's their way of controlling us and getting us to do what they want to do, which is to continue with this whole slavery system. So Dr. Anna goes through whether it's, you know, vaccines or chemtrails in the air or the poisons um, that are in the food that we consume every day, things that are supposed to be organic and healthy for us, but are just you know, thriving with different chemicals. This is all coming back to transhumanism. So if you want to learn more about what that is and the dangers that she specifically sees in her practice, then check out that segment. Okay, a few new earth stories I just wanted to highlight for you guys. We did a story on building emotional strength. I think we could all use a little, <laughs> little more emotional strength nowadays. We just encourage you guys to do more things that you love, have more heartfelt conversations, keep up a positive attitude whenever you can, focus on things you can control, and not control again in a bad way. But there are so many things that we just worry about. We just worry and worry and worry, and like that does no good, no good. It puts out this horrible frequency. Don't do that. And also acknowledge that you can't always change what other people think. It's not necessarily your job. 
right? You can, you know, it's that old expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Oh my goodness, there are so many people, uh, so-called horses <laughs> in this situation that I wish, you know, I led them to water, they didn't drink. It's very frustrating, right? But I can't control that. I can help get the message out there. That's what we do through our newscasts. But I can't force them, and nor would you want to, right? Because that's invading someone's sovereignty or their free will. People have to come to their own conclusions when it is time, right? So, you know, that you could feel really frustrated when you're trying to do that. That could tear down your emotional strength, which is what, you know, we talk about in this story. Now let's talk about hyperbaric oxygen treatment. So this is proving to help in opioid addiction treatment. And it's basically the process of breathing pure oxygen in a pressurized room. And it can enhance your body's natural healing process. It actually can reduce the methadone dependency. So for most people that are struggling with opioid addiction, that is the go-to to put them on methadone. But come on, we're just trading, you know, one chemical for another. What are we doing here, right? So you want to reduce that dependency on anything external that isn't natural because our bodies just aren't wired for that. So we just did a little little uh, story about the hyperbaric oxygen treatment, maybe something you want to look up, see if it's right for you. And we also talk about hemp building blocks and hempcrete. Have you guys heard that term before? It's kind of like concrete, but it uses hemp. It actually uses the inner woody fibers from the hemp plant, and it mixes this with lime and water, and the creation, the end result, is a lightweight insulating product. And yes, you can actually replace concrete with hempcrete. It is completely non-toxic. It is better for the environment. So if you do a little search online, you can find more information on this. I'm sure you can find other videos of people using hemp building blocks or hempcrete in various construction projects. And I think we're going to see this happen more and more. There's a lot of great uses for hemp. And, and, and by the way, if you're new to this whole kind of conversation talking about hemp, this has nothing to do with marijuana, okay? We are using the plant, but using it in a lot of different ways, not to make some sort of drug that alters your state of mind. We don't advocate for that, okay? I think you can stay in your natural frame of mind connected to source and receive so much more than you can get on drugs or alcohol or anything like that. But our society is changing, right? And we're learning about all these different ways that we can use things that are naturally here in our environment. You know, it's better for humanity. It's better for the planet. And it makes the project stronger, literally in this case, right? These building blocks are actually stronger and better. In our regional stories, we talk about stories from all over the world. And usually there's about 15 to 20 stories in each newscast. So that was way too many to talk about in each of these podcast episodes. So what I've done is I've broken these into categories. Are there any similarities that I saw from newscast to newscast? What are some of the common themes? And so the themes for this week, we had we have three. We have one for worker strikes, one for visas and travel, and one for layoffs and closures. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to briefly talk about a few stories in each of these categories just to give you an overview of what's happening around the world in various regions. So let's start with the strikes, okay? We have a lot of workers that are up in arms in various places. Union and government workers in Nigeria are striking to 
try to reduce inflation. They also have a lot of economic troubles over there. Gasoline prices have more than doubled. Inflation is at a 30-year high, and the people are just done, okay? So they are protesting. In Guinea, there is a trade union movement that is demanding higher wages. You see, there's a common theme here, right? (laughs) Higher wages, lifting of internet restrictions, and other issues as well. The strike has impacted the markets, banking operations, and the country's mining sector. In Greece, taxi drivers had a two-day strike this week. They are demanding tax relief, bus lane access, tighter ride-sharing app regulations. We're going to talk more about that in just a second. And what's interesting about this is this strike is actually occurring At the same time as another huge protest is going on in Greece for the public sector workers. And those workers are seeking salary hikes and tax breaks. And it's just a mess, to be honest, because commuters are pretty much at a standstill. Now, in Romania, there is also a protest going on in Bucharest with taxi drivers. And this is over some of the same things that Greece was focused on. But they are focused more on unfair competition from ride-sharing companies. So Greece was upset about that, if you recall, as well. Now, in Romania, they say their rules are too lenient, meaning they're the ride-sharing apps, that those rules for them are too lenient, and they want regulations in place that are similar to them, to the taxi drivers. And they say it's important to prevent collapse in their industry and to ensure fair competition. Also, South Korea, doctors are striking. We talked about this, I believe it was last week. We informed you guys that the strike was going on. There is a government proposal to increase medical school admissions for doctors. And a lot of people don't want that to happen. Other doctors don't want that to happen. They think, you know, they're going to let in everybody and that healthcare is going to go down and not be as good for the people. And they are fighting this proposal. Well, the government, this is the update, the government has now given them an ultimatum. They are threatening license suspension and also threatening to take legal action if these doctors don't go back to work. And as of now, the doctors are really holding their own as well. So we have the doctors and the government sides both standing firm. And finally, when it comes to worker strikes, in Argentina, Air travel workers led a 24-hour strike. It led to the cancellations and rescheduling of hundreds of flights across 50 different airports. They are also demanding better wages. And apparently, there's some tension here because the government offered a 12% increase. But the unions are like, ah, that's not nearly enough compared to all the money you're taking from us. So that has just escalated tensions there. Okay, so those are all of the worker strikes that we talked about this week. Now let's move on and talk a little bit about visas and travel. We have some countries that are making changes to their visa programs, and then we have some some further news on travel. So Greece is raising the investment threshold for something called a golden visa program. Now this launched during the country's economic downturn in 2013, so a while ago, right? And it allows foreign nationals to secure residency by investing in property. But apparently this is not going as planned or things are somehow getting out of hand. They say rents are up 40% now as a result of this program and locals are now priced out of the market. 
So now what they want to do, they want to limit the visas. They are doubling the minimum investment requirement, which it is now in U.S. dollars going to be $866,000. So they're not doing away with the program, but if you want to become part of it, you are going to have to double your investment, even at the minimum level. So again, that's Greece. In Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka is no longer offering free long-term visas to Russian and Ukrainian nationals. They estimate this impacts about 300 to 400 people. If you are one of those people, the 300 to 400 people, or you know someone, they have to leave by March 7th, or they have to apply for new visas, and they said the cost for that was going to be about $50 and was only going to last for 30 days. Now let's talk a little bit about travel, because I have some updates for you from Spain and Montpellier, which is in southern France. So in Spain, they are banning certain domestic flights equal to a two and a half hour train journey. So if your flight is about the same as it would take to travel via train for two and a half hours, they want to ban most of those flights. Now they say this is part of their nation's 2050 climate action plan. They say international flights may be exempt, but the other side of this whole thing, the opposition, let's just call it, says this move is going to interrupt air, the air transport industry. And they say it's barely going to impact emission levels. So I kind of question what's the real meaning behind this. But still, that's what Spain wants to do. In Montpellier, in France, they are offering free public transportation and it's improving the community. It's doing some really good things. So it is lightening everyone's mood. These are some of the findings. It's lightening people's mood. They have less stress due to traffic jams. I don't know. I think we've all probably been in a traffic jam. You know that stress that arises. You get that road rage coming on. So, so all of that seems to be better. There's shorter commutes. And they're even finding that businesses are relocating to be closer to these transport links, which makes sense, right? You need to be in an area where people can easily get to. And if these people are able to just hop on a bus or some sort of public transportation system for free, it makes sense to be in those areas. Now, all of this is being funded by a wage tax from local businesses. Now, the question is, are the local businesses okay with that wage tax? And we weren't able to find any information on that. So if you are in that area, if you have information on that, I think this would be a great field messenger report. Okay, our last category that I want to touch on pretty quickly is about layoffs and closures. And this isn't to bring everybody down, but we do need to know what is happening in our economy. And these layoffs are really important, right? If people end up losing their jobs, what is that going to do? You know, what is that going to do not only for those people and their families, but how is this going to uh, impact the economy in general? So BuzzFeed, we've got a couple stories about media companies. BuzzFeed is laying off 16% of its workforce. Vice Media is laying off hundreds of employees. In fact, this is an interesting story because Vice Media declared bankruptcy last year 
And it led to the sale of the company for $350 million, which sounds like a lot of money, but get this. Previously, it was valued at $5.7 billion, billion, not M, billion dollars, okay? So to be sold for $350 million, um, that's a little bit of a disappointment, right? And this is what we're seeing with media companies, not just mainstream, right? These are considered more... I won't call them alternative because they're still kind of, you know, promoting the same mainstream narratives, but this is not regular television and radio, right? This is online and other resources. Macy's is closing more stores, including its prestigious San Francisco location, which is interesting. They say it will result in about 2,300 people losing their jobs, Also in the U.S., the Army has announced they are removing, get this, 24,000 positions. They are targeting vacancies and roles deemed less critical. Now, they claim that active duty soldiers aren't going to be forced out. So maybe these are positions that have been around a while. Obviously, their needs change. But man, 24,000 seems like a lot. Also, Sony PlayStation is laying off 900 employees, which is equal to 8% of its global staff. They are also shutting down the PlayStation Studio in London entirely. And this, this just shows us more of a broader trend that's happening. We've seen job cuts across the board, especially in technology and gaming industries. Now let's talk about what was discussed this week in the World Situation Report. So Kimberly Gogan from the office of The Guardian, she comes on the news and she gives us a status update. Okay, Kim runs the alpha system that I talked about earlier. And Kim wasn't actually on the news on Monday. And I know a lot of people get frustrated with that. And we're sorry about that. But she is very busy. Kim runs the alpha system that I talked about earlier. Right. We had the Omega system. We had the alpha system. The alpha system is the light system. Omega isn't even around anymore. So the light is literally taking over the dark. And so when Kim isn't on the news, she usually gives me something to read, kind of just a quick update of what's going on on her end. And then she tried to, you know, tries to come to the news uh, our next news day. So this is what I read on the news on Monday. This is the update that Kim gave. The remaining black nobility families had a total of $980 trillion in an off-ledger bank called the Universal Trust. This money was being used to backstop the financial system and slow down the crash of the system. They had issued over $9.8 quadrillion in bonds and assets to various banks around the world for credit lines, which have kept governments limping along. This morning, which would have been Monday morning, this morning, Kim removed all of these bonds And the Universal Trust were pulled from the banking system and the bonds were removed. This is a massive call on all credit lines for the Black Sun bagmen such as Soros and Berkshire Hathaway. As the fallout from this move is happening in real time at the time of this broadcast, it is yet to be determined as to the final results of these actions. Numerous negotiations have been taking place between the silent circle and the remaining anti-silent circle over the weekend. The pooling of the universal trust and the bonds was the result of maleficent actions at play. It was also discovered that the Mormon church has been using private plans to spray chemtrails over the last few days. 
As you know, the Mormon Church has billions of dollars of funding to facilitate the spraying. The private planes were owned by several private banks and companies known to be owned by the Mormon Church, such as the Bank of Utah. This stash of chemtrails was found in Provo Peak in Utah this morning. Okay. So that was the statement that I read at the end of Monday's news. Now let's fast forward to Wednesday because you got to do this in chronological order, right? We're in a real war here, a battle, good versus evil, okay? And at this point, we're not even dealing with real, real evil because the real, real evil beings are gone, but we are dealing with humanity that are doing very nefarious things to our planet because they were promised a lot of money. And in the past, harming humanity got them money through the Omega system. But now, as I said before, the Omega system is gone. We are operating fully on the Alpha system that Kim runs. And those plans no longer work. But sometimes it's hard to get through their head <laughs> of how a system could be run for, you know, billions of years on the Omega system. And now it suddenly changes. A lot of people aren't understanding that, but that is indeed what has happened. So now let's talk about what happened on Wednesday's newscast and the information that Kim shared. So we basically went back and we're like, okay, we gave this statement. Now let's break it down. Let's talk about it a little more. So the part that we're going to talk about in the soundbite that I'm going to play is focusing on this whole issue right now with the silent circle versus the anti-silent circle and that universal trust that I just spoke about. A lot of money coming into the system under this universal trust. And what's going on? Because in the past, we've said we thought we could work with the silent circle to help improve the planet and to help humanity. But based on that statement that, you know, I read on Monday's news, it sounds like that's not really happening. So what is going on? What is this whole fiasco that's going down between the silent circle, the anti-silent circle, and now we're involved because they're still harming humanity. So I'm listening to a meeting on Saturday, and it was between the silent circle, the anti-silent circle, which are the black nobility families, that's your anti-silent circle, uh, and they all appear to be, be together having the same conversation with the operatives. They're making... Oh, Kim, can I just interject for a second? So when you say anti-silent circle, can we just clarify? Because we had the markers, right? Right. And so which of the anti-silent circle disappeared? Because I think a lot of us thought the whole anti-silent circle was going to go away if they didn't fulfill with the markers, what they agreed to in the markers. But that yeah. must not be the case. So can you just clarify no. that? Um, yeah. No, it wasn't the case. It, so each family has a family head. Uh, predominantly, most of those family heads reside in Italy mm -hmm. or in Europe. You know, you will see some scattered in different places, but their base of operations has always been in Italy. Okay. Uh, they are heavily tied to the Catholic Church, the Order of the Jesuits, Opus Dei. Uh, uh, you have every Italian mafia on the planet and every mafia on the planet underneath their umbrella. So you're talking you know, and every gang's underneath those mafias. So you can take it all the way from the top and go all the way down the food chain. And you're talking about millions of people. You're not talking about five people or a small operation here. Okay. Their downline is enormous. Okay. 
So yes, the silent circle did take out the heads of each one of those families. I see. However, what they did was, is they brought their downline under their umbrella. This right. is what we talked about last week. Right. So we assumed by bringing them under their umbrella that there would be some semblance of order and sanity. Right. But that was not the case at all. They just took over the downline and took over some assets, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. And then in Saturday's meeting, this left me really confused mm -hmm. because I'm listening to the silent circle, the tables, yeah. say to these operatives, you know, we're going to give you big money. The payouts will be on Monday, and here's what we're going to have you do. They were talking about uh, the fake assassination of Donald Trump, uh, the crashing of the United States dollar, uh, the distribution of disease X, oh, and they were divvying up jobs and contracts between operatives. Uh, yeah, it was in the war in Israel. They're going to continue the war in Russia, you know, and they're talking about all the normal stuff that's been going on all along. I'm like, what just <laughs> happened to you? <laughs> well, it's exactly what the other guys were doing. I don't understand. Maybe was it just an internal feud where they wanted to lead it and not the heads of the, you know, anti-silent circle. Like they're doing the same thing. It doesn't even make sense. Well, you know, after further investigation into this, and and I have to go back to all the parts in between here, but after further investigation of this, you know that I know his mom or his mom knows me, you know, uh, we're related in some way, let's just say. And <clears throat> She advised him not to do what he's doing right now. And just but to they, clarify, Kim, so everyone knows what we're talking about, whose yeah. mom are you? Yeah. Can we just the head, uh, the head of the silent circle? Okay. Yes. Who has been instrumental in guiding things along here. Right. They advised him not to do what he's doing. But the pretense behind everything that's transpired was, yes, in, way, in a way, uh, a hostile takeover of the division between the two groups. Mm -hmm. uh, and in part, it appears that they thought it would be a good idea to come to the table uh, with us uh, having equal as equal partners or having equal leverage. I know. Mm -hmm. So it didn't appear that's what they claimed. That's what the conversation was between the mom and, and um, the head of the silent circle. But that's not really what it looked like to me. It looked like total death and destruction, yeah. crashing of the world, you know. And I had this experience before. So back in uh, 2016, 2017 was the last time I really had any dealings with anyone from the silent circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, somewhere along the pathway there, around mid-2016, they started to flip a switch on me. So everything was fine for, you know, three years, four years, whatever it was. And we had no problems. Mm -hmm. You know, I told you about the dollar deal. Yeah. Uh, I've told you about a number of different things. And 
everything was okay until that point where something started to flip. Well, it turns out that there was a contract taken for about $165 billion uh, that they were to receive if they could get me to transfer money into this new bank setup that was being set up on the Bush Ranch, I came to find out later, uh, in Paraguay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was another that, – that was the quantum system that – the system itself that they the data centers that they had built on the Bush Ranch in Paraguay were not quantum, but they were at the time connected to a huge uh, level nine Omega portal. So there could have been a possibility of a connection to a very deep, dark system. Okay. Um, and so. I'm like, where did, you know, what, where did you go wrong? Like I started sensing the conversations were different. There was a lot of, you know, um, you know, they too installed someone to have direct contact with me. That's with their group. So you could call it a handler. Mm -hmm. You could call it just a liaison, however you want to say it. It's a person that I would have contact with daily. Mm. Somewhere around mid-2017, this person, uh, 2017, this person started realizing that they're losing control, meaning control of me. Yeah. Uh, they were in a little bit of a panic because you made an awful lot of promises with absolutely zero delivery. Uh, and by the end of 2017, uh, December 15th to be exact, I, I cut it all off. I cut off all communications with this person, and I thought that it was just that guy that took that contract. I didn't realize at the time that it was the whole silent circle, and that's why we kind of parted ways, but there was still an agreement based on the relationship, I guess you would say, with his mom and, and myself uh, that um, you know there would be no harm. Right. Well, so when I heard this meeting uh, this weekend, I'm like, where are they going to get this money from? Because the agreement between, you know, the silent circle and the anti-circle was they would not use their own money. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that the entire universal trust was gone. Now, the Universal Trust, just to refresh your memory, uh, was a trust. It was pretty much run by the Silent Circle and the Anti-Silent Circle. Uh, in part, it was used for uh, money laundering on behalf of various mafia organizations. Uh, it had a connection to virtually most major banks, virtually all uh, major banks in the world, both Tier 1 and Tier 2 in various countries. It was based in Armenia. Uh, and the trust itself was probably about 250 to 275 years old. So it was a very old trust. Uh, it had been put in place a long, long time ago. Now, on the flip side of it, a lot of uh, campaign funds would come out of the Universal Trust. Mm -hmm. and that would be for uh, various politicians. There would be huge campaign donations, those types of things. And after they are elected or selected, as we know it, then they would say, oh, look, you have a campaign contribution here from the Colombian mafia. Oh, look, you have a campaign contribution from, you know, the Italian mafia, you know, you, the Sicilians, uh, you know, this and that. And then you'd 
they'd basically be forced to do what they wanted them to do. So this is how they gained a lot of political control. This is why the, actually the state of New York in the U.S. is so messed up, uh, because it's predominantly run uh, by <laughs> the anti-silent circle, let's just say. Mm -hmm. uh, all the police force, everything you see in New York, all the politicians you see talking on TV, all have taken a part uh, of the universal trust in some way, shape, or form, whether it was in the form of kickbacks, campaign funds, you know, whether it was an arrangement of, let's just say, things that we consider unsavory mm -hmm. uh, for the politicians. Uh, but one way or another, yes, uh, they were they were pretty much all involved. Now, two other states, not only in the U.S., but all around the world, to some degree or another. Remember, there's plenty of Russian mafia guys out there, Ukrainian mafia. You have them everywhere. So it's not an exclusive to the United States thing. So when they took over the downline and then they started wanting to continue on with the plan, I started looking for this. I'm like, is there any remnants of this universal trust that I just haven't seen? Uh, turns out uh, there was a small, I'm going to call it small compared to what it was, uh, what I call a black server network, which is, um, it's like a bank inside a bank mm -hmm. that doesn't register as accounts on file, but can be accessed through that bank. Uh, and the total amount of between fake money and real money to some lesser degree uh, was around $980 trillion. Wow. Now, most of the fake money that they had showing on this uh, black box bank network, let's call it, uh, was not real. You know, they had probably some odd around... 15 trillion ish, maybe combined total, if you include the silent circle, maybe 30, you know, of their own money within here, within this system. Uh, and then the rest was all just numbers. Uh, it's un not real numbers. But it was enough to show various people mm -hmm. that uh, they actually had money. So money was going to be paid out. And, and this is where it get, got really tricky. You remember about uh, several months back, about 11, 10 months ago, something like that, we were talking about the silent circle going into all of these government institutions and, and yeah. it looked like they were going to take over and, you know, oh, gee, it looks like the dollar deal is finally going to happen. And it probably would have, but they thought that this was going to bring us closer to being equal partners, okay. which is also a lie. OK, yeah. equal coming to the table with both parties having something to offer to the other is fine. You know, that's fine. I understand how business works at this level. I would understand that if they did it, did things that way. But they lost me at disease X and fake assassination of Donald Trump and all of the other war in Israel, a world war, right. you know, arms sales increasing, you know, these types of things and the contracts that they were attempting to hand out that did not have payment is where they lost me. Yeah. I think they lost us all there guys. We are in a light age. We are no longer in a dark age. So being in a dark age, all that nefarious stuff that Kim just explained that would earn you money. And that might get you a seat at the table. But that certainly doesn't 
help you with us because we don't trust you. (laughs) If you're going to keep doing that kind of stuff just so you have an upper hand at the table, you are talking to the wrong people, Silent Circle, and you lost you lost us. You lost the ability to make a lot of money doing good for this planet. So I hope what you did was worth it because we're not coming to the table anymore. And I confirmed that with Kim later on in the newscast. I said, any deals with the silent circle, any hopes of that, that's, that's not happening. You ruined your chance. And I asked Kim, actually, I, I think this was actually after the newscast. I said, are you disappointed And honestly, she's like, you know, this has happened so many times, you know, I can't even count how many times people have gone back on, you know, promises and things like that. But for me, I have to tell you, I, I was I was a little disheartened. And I know this is a controversial thing because some people don't think that we should be giving money to people who in the past have used money to harm humanity. And I understand that perspective. I really do. But we also want to help humanity move forward as quickly as possible so fewer people are dying, fewer people are getting sick, so they stop spraying us like cockroaches. And these are the people running the show. So if you want that to end quickly, it does make sense to extend an olive branch, which we did. And they didn't seem to appreciate. So now all deals off the table with the silent circle. And that may seem a little bit overwhelming, but that's where we're at right now. And we've always said, listen, we will go this alone. Humanity can do this on its own. Were we giving these other groups a chance? Yeah, we were. And every single time they prove that they cannot handle it, that there's so much evil in them that they think going after wars and you know things like that is okay. It's not okay. It's never been okay, and it's never okay in a light age, ever. I did ask him a little bit later on in the newscast about working with operatives, right? We've talked about operatives a lot. But operatives, it's not just a giant group called the operatives, (laughs) you know? So we are treating operatives as individuals. Could we work with operatives to restore the planet The answer is yes, we could, depending on the operatives. And obviously, there's strict guidelines because all of these people have done bad stuff in the past, guys. All right. So let's try not to cast stones here (laughs) because we all want the same thing. If you're listening to this, you probably want to restore the planet. So how do we do this in in the, the best way possible? Right. That's what we're trying to figure out. So the operatives, that's going to be a case by case basis. The other thing we touch on, uh, we should have thrown a little party, is that uh, Jacob Rothschild is dead. (laughs) Um, I know that sounds horrible, but this was a very horrible individual who led a horrible family um, full of evil and nasty stuff crawling up in there. Who knows uh, what was actually inside that body at the end? What's not being reported on in the media is that he actually died due to suicide and he killed himself because he failed his family. And we're not sure yet if that's kind of a Rothschild thing, if, if, you know, is that what you do? Mayor Rothschild is now not necessarily in charge, but he just got bumped up the ladder here. So, you know, what they tell the public is not what's really going on. Okay, but he is actually dead. And he ended up killing himself. So the Rothschild family, if, if you're new to, to this news and uh, this side of media and alternative news, that family had, uh, had a lot of influence over humanity, uh, worked with a lot of evil creatures, beings, uh, you could call them demons, whatever you want, 
um, to just uh, do horrible things. And obviously, they're part of the banking dynasty in the past and still have a lot of money, but it's less and less by the day. All right, so let's talk about what happened on Friday. Kim was on the news on Friday as well. She gave us a little bit of an update about the secret space program operatives, so the SSP. If we say SSP, that's what we're referring to. Now, one clarification that Kim made is that the remaining SSP members, they don't really understand foreign or alien equipment, okay? We have come down on the chain of command so far that these people really weren't privy to that kind of information. Their superiors and the people above them and all those people that have either wiped out or or left in some way, yeah, they knew. But we're now working with people that they think (laughs) everything that's going on now is just about computers and the financial system. They don't know the big picture here. And sometimes that can be a problem. So one of the things that the SSP did on Friday, whether they knew they were doing it or not, is they caused a time warp. And basically what it did for us as humanity is it caused an energy disturbance across the system. And they did this at a base. I can't remember which base it was. But that base, uh, later on that day, Kim said that base was taken out. It is no longer functional. And no one was left to tell the story. So we're kicking butt and taking names because we need to move on with the restoration of this planet. The soundbite that I want to play for you guys is really important because Kim and I talked for a while about what is going to be required of you as a human to receive currency in this new financial system that the alpha system controls, which is a partnership with God or source. Now, I know that may sound a little crazy, okay, because We've, we've been taught that God and source, you know, are, are very distant and, you know, maybe you read about them in the Bible or some other religious script, but having a direct connection with God or source is a very foreign thing to many people. But moving forward, if you want to receive currency, it is going to be an agreement with God or source. Source is the only sender of energy now, because as I mentioned, we have the alpha system, we have the global repository, but there's no omega system. The omega system ran on debt. We are done with that system now. And source is the only sender of energy. Evil, and I've said this before, evil does not earn money anymore. So if you want money moving forward, We have a question for you. What are you going to do for the restoration of this planet? Because that's what we're focused on. That is the age that we are in right now. And there's so many things you can do. But it's really important to know how this new currency system aligned with God or source is going to work. Take a listen. Today, uh, we're going to talk about something that is important to understand so you can understand what is required of you personally uh, in order to receive currency in a new system. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of changes to the system over the last several years, uh, last couple of years, uh, and a lot of changes even in the last few days, which flips the way that we see currency. And I've talked a lot about the fact that currency uh, is energy. Right. Now, currency, the current, used to be a dual current uh, from anti-source and source uh, and omega and alpha. 
so that is no longer the case. And source is the only sender of energy now mm-hmm. in a different way of creating matter, both in the computer system and throughout the multiverse. But there are a lot of people that talk on the internet about fiat money. We don't want fiat money. We want gold back money. And I don't think you really understand what it is you're saying. And I'm not to say that you're not correct, but you need to understand it because in the future, you have to form your own agreements with source. Mm -hmm. Now, fiat money the the word fiat actually translates to the Latin for let it be done. Mm. Uh, It also refers to a binding of a person, a human, uh, to a group that was in authority. And this is the binding every time a human being receives money to what was you could say Marduk, Enki Enlil, uh, Order of the Dragon by default, and, and uh, Order of the Black Sun, because the authority itself was of the dark. So the authority at the time, even over the current, which is the flow of energy, was the dark authority. Therefore, you are actually receiving dark money. Kim, does that mean if we accept that money, that that is our showing that we're okay with that system? That's our acceptance of the situation because we accepted it? Yes, that you accepted it. Hmm. Now, there's another part to this, okay? The programming, not only in computer systems, not only in the financial system, but also to some degree in your person, is that evil makes money. Mm -hmm. Now, evil, the evil creation of money is in part due to the fact that we were in a dark age. Mm So your binding to evil is what allows you to make money in exchange for you giving your energy to evil to allow evil to thrive. How's that? Take that in for a second. Well, that's pretty evil. <laughs> that's pretty evil. That's right. So the opposite of evil or the reverse or the mirror is live or live. Mm-hmm. Now, live And live money only comes from source or the life force energy that exists within all of us. So money is no longer bound to that dark authority. So it's important to understand that. Now, the only authority over the giver of energy at this moment in time is source itself. So, yes, I play a role. I have a guardian role. I have a, I have a currency curator role, which means until humanity as a whole is fully awake, then it is my responsibility to, how do I say it, uh, work in accordance with the restoration plan, 
work in accordance with the agreements and contracts that are filed in the Hall of Records with the intention of restoring the planet, animals, life here, all its inhabitants, and so on and so forth. So as long as the agreements and the contracts that I sign, because I have the ability to do that, and ratify, still are co-ratified by source. Mm. So the way we get unknowing, unassuming humans to agree to work for the restoration plan and therefore co-create and receive energy directly from source because they don't understand what I'm saying to you is by contract, which okay. then gets ratified into the Hall of Records. So in order for you, because you are more awake and aware than most people, to receive direct energy from source, that is an agreement you have to make with source itself. Wow. Okay. If for some reason you are not able to do that, okay, because remember, you agree to work in accordance with the restoration plan. That doesn't mean you cannot have a new car, new house, or whatever it is you want. That doesn't mean that. What that means is that you become a, for lack of a better term, uh, someone who is working on behalf of source. So you are utilizing that energy not to bind people to you, not to uh, cause harm to others, not to violate others' sovereignty, but yet to assist in the restoration plan. So for example, yourself, Sunny. Yeah. Uh, you are working for the network that I was told to create. Right. You understand, based on the way the entire team understands it, that this is Source's project. Mm -hmm. And we will do whatever Source tells us to do in order to get the news out. And I know that sounds kind of strange to some people who might be watching this, but the project itself on how to get the real news out to the entire world and to stop the narratives and to stop the fear and create the, the flow of, you know, like our New Earth segment, for example, that creates something new in the world. It gives people new ideas, new thoughts, new technologies, new ways of treating themselves, uh, those types of things. And that's all part of the creator's plan. Right. You know, you come up with your own ideas, Sunny, a lot that contributes to the way the news goes, uh, what's in the news. And all of those pretty much are downloads from Source, and Source kind of guides the whole team on how we're going to do these things. Mm -hmm. uh, that is an agreement that we all have. We've agreed to do this. We're now, so therefore, the project itself can receive direct energy from Source. Ratified in the Hall of Records as that. It's part of the restoration plan. It's part of getting information out to the people. And all of the field messengers that are watching this report, you're all responsible for that too. So as you decide to co-create uh, in the new way of doing things, then you can receive currency or the current of energy that flows directly to you. Before, everything was predicated on evil. Now it is not. It's predicated on live or life. 
So when people say we need to get rid of the fiat dollar and make it an asset backed dollar, I don't think you really understand what you're saying. What you're saying is you want energy to flow to planet Earth and eventually current sea to planet Earth because the gold that you're referring to is a conductor of that energy naturally. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that energy is going to flow to you. You know, uh, and be careful how you treat yourself too and how you treat source because, you know, they say don't, um, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift directly from source. And I know we've never looked at money this way uh, and we've not looked at things as let it be done in a binding, but you're kind of, let's for lack of a better term, you're getting into a permanent marriage with source uh, at this point. You know, you agree to exchange energy. You will give energy to others. Uh, energy must constantly be flowing. Your energy will flow where your attention goes. That's one of my favorite sayings. So remember where you're putting your attention and intention. Uh, money is no longer... How do I say it? Uh, a evil no longer generates currency. And that has become apparent in the changes that have been taking place in the system. And people are starting to realize that evil does not receive money anymore. Mm-hmm. Only live in, or live, depending on how you want to use the term, does. So I think this is really exciting to be able to have an agreement or contract directly with source to restore the planet based on your own skill set, the things that you're passionate about. You don't have to worry how you're going to make money as long as it is focused on helping humanity, sharing your gifts with the world. So much of our debt-based system in a dark age has just been focused on making money. What if you took that out of the whole equation? And it's just what you're passionate about. What can you contribute to humanity? And it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to do some big restoration project. Maybe your gift to humanity is sharing your music. You know, we hear about starving artists and things like that. You don't have to starve anymore. (laughs) Like, it's I mean, it's not a funny thing, but it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole new world. And it is a direct agreement or contract you have with the creator of this universe. My mind is blown by that. I am so excited for our future. You guys should be excited too. Again, I know there's a lot of gloom and doom being projected right now, but that's only because we are at the end of a very, very long battle and you have earned this, okay? We have earned this. It's time to completely change our world and we can't do it without you, okay? We, we have to do this together. We've tried to work with the deep state. We have tried to work with the anti-silent circle, the silent circle. We have tried to work with operatives. Now that's on a case-by-case basis. We know we can trust ourselves. And who knows what God or source is going to do to help us along the way. Because all of this is his plan. So he's not going to leave you hanging. I promise you that. 
So some of you guys will be submitting large projects to be funded. And there are some of you that are just going to be smaller vendors because you're passionate about growing something or a craft or something that you make. Maybe you make soap, something that's organic, that's great for the body. You are part of the restoration plan too. And for those smaller vendors, we have something called United Network Marketplace that we will be launching very soon. And we talk about this at the end of Friday's newscast because this is part of the restoration plan as well. So many people are are scared and worried about starting their own business, about leaving their corporate job or something that is not life-giving at all, right? You've got this passion within you, but you have so many questions and how am I going to get paid and how, how is all of this going to work? And those are legitimate questions. And the United Network Marketplace is specifically designed to help you launch your business, to get things off the ground, to immediately have people that can help you market and promote stuff so that you are successful, right? Because there is a science to doing this. And we understand that not everyone has the answers. And so we're going to be supporting small businesses, if you will, or small stores, whatever you want to call yourself, in this whole endeavor. So that will launch soon. We're really excited about it. Now, because you guys are listening to this podcast, I'm going to share with you a vision or a download from God that I had about the United Network Marketplace. And my vision was this. I saw goods being delivered you know, like the standard way. Like, you know, you have your Amazon truck come up and, you know, they drop stuff off at your door. There was that whole talk about delivering things via drone. I don't know if that really happens, but we have our standard ways, right? We we ship things, you know, by air, all this kind of stuff. And the vision was the United Network Marketplace starting out, but at some point, goods would be delivered by teleportation, by coordinates. Now, can you imagine The difference, the positive difference that's going to make on this planet. And can you imagine how quickly Amazon and all those cabal companies are just going to fall apart when we start delivering things via teleportation? I'm telling you, it's happening. It will happen. I had a vision about it. I don't know when. But guys, this is just to show you how incredible these times are that we're living in now. So never mind what mainstream media is saying. Okay, if you really listen to yourself, if you are connecting with God or source, I'm telling you, you're going to get completely different downloads than everybody else. I encourage you guys, as always, do your research, have an open mind, keep asking questions, keep thinking critically. And if you like what you heard today, I encourage you guys to share this podcast with people that you care about. For more information about United Network News, who we are and what we do, check us out. You can subscribe to all of our content at unitednetwork.earth. That gives you on-demand access to all of our newscasts, complete world situation reports, and all of our original series. You can also comment under the videos. We have something called United Chat, which is our online community. So if you want to chat back and forth with myself and Kim and our amazing UNN team, join join. We would love to hear from you. And you can also follow us on social media. Again, those links are available at the bottom navigation of our website at unitednetwork.earth. This is The Rundown, and I'm Sunny Galt for United Network News, signing off.